Well, good morning, everyone. Happy casual Sunday. <laughs> Some of you didn't get the memo, right? So that's why we're dressed like this, because we're ready to go, right? Ready, set, go. And we're going to be going today. And so if you can help us today, that would be awesome. We're going to go out to the parade route, and we're going to be handing out icy pops, because we want to bring refreshment to people. And we're going to give them invitations that says, come and be refreshed. Because that's what it said. We want to encourage people, you come here and be refreshed. Amen. Who got refreshed today in the presence of God? It's awesome. I love the presence of the Lord. And you know, God loves you in his presence. And I just, I felt that overwhelming as I was worshiping the Lord. You know, I just felt the Father's heart looking out this place and saying, man, you guys, it just delights him so much. You are such a delight to the Lord. And you need to hear that because the enemy is telling you you're not. The enemy is pointing out all the mistakes you're making. You're not good enough. You need to do this. You need to try harder. Do this more. Do that more. And you hear that a lot even, even in church, right? Because our job as pastors is to encourage people and to, to get you on track. But I just want to take a moment right now to tell you guys you're amazing. And you delight the Father's heart so much. I just really felt that about this congregation this morning, that he is so delighted in you. He loves you so much. And even when the Lord is bringing encouragement to you, whenever he brings correction to you, it is always from a heart of a father who deeply loves you and wants the best for you. He sees your potential. He sees the gold in you, and the father is always calling that gold out. And that's really what we're talking about, aren't we? We're talking about being ready for our next level to go to our next place of destiny. Joshua chapter 1, verse 2, the, the Lord commanded the people to be ready, to get ready, to cross over into the promised land of their destiny. And God will do it. But we've been learning, hopefully you're, you're getting the sense that God will do it. God will go before you and bring victory into your life. But we have to do our part as well. We have to be willing to step out in faith. We have to be willing to, to do our part in the process. We have to cooperate with him because it is not automatic. We have to put feet to our faith. That's why I'm dressed like this today. That's why we're going out today. We're putting feet to our faith. It's not enough for us in our next level, guys. We can't just, we can't just sit back and pray and say, God, you know, bring souls to us. We need to do that. We need to be praying in souls but you know what? We've got to put faith, we've got to put our shoes on. We've got to get out there. We've got to step out in faith and do the work of the Lord. We've got to be inviting people. We've got to be talking to our friends and families and our neighbors. We can't just pray. Make sure you pray. Don't do it until you pray. Pray and then do, right? That's really important. Touch your neighbor right now and say, get your walking shoes on. Get your walking shoes on. Okay. <laughs> Now let's look at the next um, phase here in, in the journey, um, in Israel's journey. My clicker is dead. Why? Did I not turn it on? Oh, there it is. Okay. So the Lord said to Joshua, and this is in Joshua chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. The Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all of Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priests to bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And then dropping down to verses 12 and 16. 
And it says, Now, therefore, take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man. And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down, it, down from above shall stand in one heap. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests, bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all of its banks throughout this time of the harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan. And those flowing down toward the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, were completely cut off, and the people passed over opposite Jericho. There's a few things here that we're going to be looking at. Maybe, I, I, I think today, because we have a short time today, because we want to get out there and, and, um, and, and be the feet of God this morning. But we're going to be looking at our next level of victory, going to our next level. There's some things, we talked last week about some things that we've we can't, go with, we can't take it with us. There's things that's got to change. There's things we have to actively do to participate with the Lord in our going. And one, one here this morning that I want you to see is that your faith level, you have to change your faith level. Your faith level cannot be the same as it was in your former season. Now, some 40 years earlier when the people came out of Egypt, they got to just stand back and watch God do all the work for them. Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 through 14. Moses said to the people, fear not. Look at this. Stand firm. You're just going to stand. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which, will, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. There was nothing for the people to do when they were delivered from Egypt, right? Right? There was nothing for them to do to stand still, be silent, just watch it. God did, all, God did everything for them. They had nothing to do but watch and receive what God did and cross over on dry ground. It took no faith from anyone. It took nothing on their part but just to stand still and watch the Lord. Your salvation was nothing you did. You did nothing for your salvation. Jesus did it all. All you did was stand and watch the salvation of the Lord. Jesus paid it for you. There was nothing for you to do. There are some of you, maybe you came in this morning and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've not been born again. You're not walking with the Lord. And I'm here to tell you, there is nothing you need to do but receive what Jesus did for you. You did not have to be baptized to be saved. You do not have to um, jump through a hoop to be saved. You don't have to be a member of a church to be saved. You simply, the Bible says, you believe and you receive and you're saved. You believe on the Lord Jesus and you are saved. Your salvation is Jesus Christ plus nothing. Let me tell you something too. You, you don't even have to do anything else from this point on. You will go to heaven Believe, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, if you receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, you don't have to read your Bible to be saved. You don't have to go to church to be saved. You don't have to give money to be saved. You don't have to do one good work to be saved. 
And there are some people, if you're religious, you're very worried about me saying these things because you think I'm giving people permission to go out and sin. No, I'm not. Pastor, are you saying you can sin and be saved? I hope so, because when's the last time you went through a day and you didn't sin? Now, we have a problem here because there may be some people that you think you don't sin every day. Your first problem is pride. That's a sin. Your second problem is deception. That's a big thing because you're deceived. Right? We're not saved because we're good. We're not saved because we're perfect. We're saved because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We stand and watch the salvation of the Lord and we enter into it. Now, does that mean you shouldn't ever read your Bible? Of course not. Because listen to me, you can drag yourself, you can live your life, and unfortunately, many Christians, that's where you stopped. You got saved. And you're going to heaven. But some of you are going to heaven bound. You're going to heaven oppressed. You're going to heaven dispossessed. You're going to heaven beat up, torn down, tattered, worn out, worn down, a mess. Your family and friends all around you are going to go to hell because you are a terrible witness. There are people that will not even go to your church with you maybe because you're such a bad Christian. You can still go to heaven. Come on. You can still go to heaven. Because heaven isn't about how good you are. Getting to heaven and being saved is not about anything other than receiving the free work that Jesus Christ did for you. The Bible says you, you call in the name of the Lord, you're saved. You believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead, confess through the mouth, Jesus is the Lord, boom, you're saved. That's it. That's it. But please listen to me. There is so much more for you that you are meant to have than that. There's so much more for you. Tap your neighbor and say, I want more than that. Come on, I hope you want more than that. You don't have the people from Publishers Clearinghouse knock on your door and say, no, thank you, I don't need all those prizes. No, thank you, I don't want $5,000 a week for life. I don't need that. Just give me $2.50. $2.50, that's all I need. You better be calling me at your house if that's your attitude and give it to me, I'll take it. I'll take the 5,000 away. I'm paying off this church. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do mighty things for God with that 5,000. What I'm telling you is you have entered into an eternal kingdom of God. You've entered into an inheritance where your down payment is the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost rises up in your heart and you feel the presence, you feel the power, you feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost, when you go out and you lay hands on the sick and they recover, when you see demons screeching and running from you instead of you running from them, you have entered into your, your, your inheritance and the Bible says that's only your down payment. If that's the down payment, what's the inheritance? Why would you settle for anything less? Because Jesus said he wants you to have an abundant life. An abundant life. John 10.10. 10. The thief, that's the devil. The thief, the devil. Not your ex-wife. Not the tax man. Not your kids. The devil. He comes only to steal 
and kill and destroy. And Jesus says, I came that ye may have life and have it abundantly. Now, abundant, here's what abundant means. Above, abundant means over and above. More than is necessary. Super added. And most Christians are not living the abundant life. Most Christians are, are living lives filled with still kill and destroy. And they live and they put up with the stolen dreams of their destiny, the killed hopes, the, 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 and, and, and their lives are not filled with over and above. They're not filled with more than necessary. They're not filled with super added. They're filled with still kill and destroy. They've crossed the Red Sea out of bondage to Egypt. I'm talking to Christians here this morning. If you're not a Christian, you're still over in Egypt. Y'all need to get up out of Egypt. The Lord's done part of the sea. You just need to cross it. That's all you got to do. Jesus parted the sea for you 2,000 years ago. All you got to do is cross it. If you're sitting in Egypt, get up and cross today. Over to the other side of your salvation. There's nothing to do but cross over, folks. But unfortunately, some of you, that's all you did. You've crossed the Red Sea. You came out of bondage in Egypt, but you're not living the land of promise. You're not living the land of abundance. I'm talking about the land of more than enough. The land of plenty. The land of, 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 of super added. <laughs> so church, where are you living today? And are you ready to cross over to the land of the supernatural abundance? And are you ready to see your marriage? Are you ready to see your homes? Are you ready to see your kids living in the land of abundance of joy and anointing and potential? And are you ready to see uh, the, 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 this place, this place right here just explode with signs and wonders and some miracles? Then you have to change your faith level. You have to change your faith level. And you can't just sit back and watch. You got to put feet to your faith this morning. You have to change your faith level. Because now the priests and the people couldn't just sit back and watch and receive. They had to put some, they had to, they, they had to activate some faith. They had to do something. Joshua chapter 3, verse 13. When the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord. The Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan. Then the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. And listen to me. We're talking about the Jordan at flood stage. That meant this sucker is, this, this thing is, is about a mile wide and it's raging at 40 miles an hour and it, it is up to 15 feet deep. This is scary. Anyone ever seen a flooded river? It's like... And it's steep. I mean, it's, it's coming down from Mount Hermon, like this steep. It's very steep. And it's, so it's fast flowing, and it's at flood stage. It's not passable. It's not possible to get across this thing. And I'm telling you that between you and your destiny, there's likely going to be a scary, raging, impassable, and an impossible circumstance in your way. Limitations in your age, limitations in your education. Uh, it could be past issues. It could be bondages, things that you need to break, addictions that need to go up off of you. It could be bad relationships. It could be friends that you need to get rid of. 
It could be your hurts. It could be unforgiveness. It could be bitterness. It could be the, the inner healing that you need. It could be any number of issues. It could be any number of circumstances that is standing between you and your promise and the destiny that the Lord has for you. And the situation was an invitation for these priests to go deeper and for the people to go deeper in their faith in Jesus and in the Lord. Because now the priests couldn't just watch. They had to take a step of faith and they had to trust the Lord. They had to step right into that scary, raging torrent. The thing did not part for them until they stuck their foot down upon that water. How'd you like to be the first guy to go? <laughs> Some poor schmo had to be the first one to stick their foot in the... And not just go whoom, and get swept away. Because the, the moment they put that, it parted. God will part for you. God is eager. Your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. It's what the Bible tells us. He's eager to do it for you. But you've got to step out in faith and receive what God has for you. You've got to put faith to your you, you action to your faith. You're going to have to step out of faith to your next level and not sit back and watch. You have to be willing to take that step of faith and do it. Because faith requires actions. James chapter 5 says, without faith, or, or excuse me, without works, faith without works, that's what I'm saying, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So listen to me this morning. You want to come on up? This morning, you might have to tithe to see God break through in your life financially. You might have to step out in faith. You might have to work on your marriage. I love that you're praying. Keep praying. You better be praying. Be praying a lot. I'd add some fasting in there too if I was you. You better be praying for your kids. But you know what? Sometimes you're going to have to put some action put your shoes on, put action to your faith. And you might have to do some work in your marriage. You might have to go to your spouse. You might have to humble yourself and say, honey, I have not talked to you right. I have not spoken to you the way I should have. I haven't, been, I haven't honored you. I've spoken disrespectfully. You might have to go to your unbelieving spouse and humble yourself and get before them and say, I am so sorry. I have had pride. And I, I, I'm sorry. And I humble myself before you. I have not spoken kindly to you. I have not. I've been disrespectful to you. Own it. You might have to do that. You might have to go get some marriage counseling. You might have to deal with your stuff. I say you've prayed. I want, you know, this is a, I was so encouraged by Joyce Myers one time. And maybe you've heard this before. Because I, 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 I was a messed up kid up messed up and I came to Jesus and I'd cry out to God and say God change me just change me take this from me and that's not how it worked he didn't and I heard the testimonies and I, listen to me I believe in those testimonies and maybe some of you have those powerful testimonies where you said Jesus I'm an alcoholic take drinking from me boom he took it from you Lord, take smoking from me. Boom, he took it from you. And I was in church and I heard those powerful testimonies and I sat there crying saying, what's wrong with me, God? 
Why didn't you do this for me? God, when are you just going to take this from me? And he didn't just take it from me. I was listening to Joyce Myers and she said, you know what? She said, and she had a lot of problems and addictions and issues, right? And she said, she said this, the only thing the Lord took from me and miraculously delivered me from was chewing ice. She said, everything else, I had to walk it out. I had to walk it out. And I'm not where I used to be. I am not there anymore, guys. But let me tell you something. It was a lot of walking miles between me and there. Where I am now and there, I put a lot of miles. I put a lot of, I had to start walking. I had to walk it. And it's not easy. It's not easy. I had to get some help. I had to get some accountability. I had to get some prayer partners around me. I had to humble myself and go to other brothers and say, God, you, you got to help me with this. I, got, I need help. I, need, I got to get free of this thing. <coughs> I had to choose to do things differently than I used to do. You hear what I'm saying? It's not all, God, do this for me. Sometimes it's put your shoes on. As a church, it's not just going to be, we're going to sit back here in this nice building and this property and, and just pray them in on Tuesday night. That's not how it works. That's a piece of it. We got to put our walking shoes on. You got to come to church in your shorts. You got to get out there at the parade route with Freezy Pop and hand those out to people in Jesus' name, smiling and saying, God bless you. Come get refreshed. Come get refreshed to do our walk, right? Amen. I want you to stand with me this morning. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're going through or, or what it is you need to break through. I don't know what your Jordan looks like. But more than likely, there's a Jordan between you and your destiny. Don't settle. Don't settle. Some of you are just praying for your husband to get saved or your wife to get saved. God's already doing above and beyond what you ever ask or imagine. Come on, he's abundant. You're worried about them getting saved. God's already got his eye on the ministry you're going to have together. He's already got, he's already got his eye on, the, on, on what you're going to do for him as a powerful couple serving him in Jesus. You're worried about your kids getting off drugs. God's already got their plan for their future testimony that they're going to stand and many people are going to get touched by that stuff. Don't settle. Get your eye higher and be willing to put faith, be willing to put your shoes on. Your faith level is going to have to change. You're going to need to believe God for greater things than you're believing him for now. How does that happen? First of all, faith comes by hearing hearing the word of God. Get in the word and read what God says about you. Declare what God says about your children. Don't declare them being losers and lazy and bums and they don't cut their hair and blah. Get in the word and say, what does God say about my kids? And you declare that over them. Faith comes by hearing and your faith will arise as you declare the word of God. Testimonies, listen to those faith testimonies. Come on Tuesday night, hear a testimony about somebody who got saved. Last Sunday morning, my sister over here, she declared how God miraculously, you were miraculously healed in your liver and these things were healed in your body. You need to hear those testimonies. Let your faith arise to the next level. Don't you dare sit here sick every week. Don't you dare walk out of here 
with messed up life and allergies and all these problems. Get yourself some healing in the Lord. Believe for it every week. Don't leave here the same. Don't let yourself. So what I'm saying is you're going to have to stand. You're going to say, I'm going to put my faith in that water. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So this morning, if you need God to touch you, I want you to come on up here. You need to believe. You need a higher faith. And we're going to just do a corporate prayer this morning. And just come on up here. Step on out. You need to believe God for some things. You have some Jordans that you need to cross this morning. I want you to come out and step out in faith this morning. And we're saying, God, this morning we're stepping it up. We're going to change our faith, God. We're going to believe you for abundance. We're not going to believe you just for a little. We're not going to believe you for a handout. We're going to go all the way, Lord. We're believing you for abundance today. Come on, begin to declare it over your life. Declare it over your family. Declare it over your finances. You're not just going to get out of debt. That's not God's will for your life to get out of debt. That's just where it starts. God's will for you to have abundance. You're going to be a big giver. You can bless others. He wants to bless you, not just so you can hoard it for yourself, but that you can bless others that you could be a blessing. So God, right now, rain down in this place, God. Rain down miracles right now in Jesus' name. God, rain down healing in Jesus' name. Put your hand on your body right now. If you need God to heal you, put your hand on your body in faith, believing it. Say no to your doubt today. Forget it. God, you're the healer. Jesus, you're the healer. By your stripes, we are healed. You paid for it on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago. And by faith this morning, I receive my healing. I receive my inner healing. I receive my emotional healing. I receive my mental healing in Jesus' name. I receive it all, God. My physical healing, Lord Jesus. This morning, Father, we are going to cross this Jordan, even though it's raging, even though the devil is roaring at us and screaming at us and scaring us. We have the lion of the tribe of Judah on our side, and we roar back at you, devil, in the name of Jesus. And we're going to cross this Jordan today in faith. We're going to put our feet right in the raging torrent, as scared as we are, as freaked out as we are about it. We're going to jump in today with both feet, saying, Jesus, we believe. Jesus, we believe. God, we snatch back our kids. We snatch back from the enemy. Everything the enemy has taken from us, we snatch back because we are coming today. We are announcing today that as a church, as a people, we are coming into our inheritance. We are coming into the land of abundance. We are coming to the land of plenty. We are not going to settle for less. We will not settle for being in debt. We will not settle for being down. We are not going to be under the devil. The devil is under our feet because the God of peace has put us there and he will soon crush Satan underneath my feet in Jesus name and we take it back today we take it back today in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name now Lord just surround and touch your people right now touch your people right now in Jesus name we receive we receive